Crossover Appeal is a show that will sometimes have spoilers, but the hosts promise not to be jerks about it. Also, from time to time, Walt and Annie may get small details about the things they discuss incorrect, and they would like you to know that every time it happens, it is done on purpose to spite you specifically. Enjoy the show! Hey, everybody, and welcome to Crossover Appeal. I'm Walt McGough. I'm Annie Cardi. Hi, Annie. Hi, Walt. Annie, what do we do on Crossover Appeal? On Crossover Appeal, we take two fictional universes and uh-huh. cross them right over. Just, yeah. See where their um, themes are, are lining up. Where and, their people hang out. Yeah. Cool kids are going to parties. <laughs> <laughs> we zip them up. Yep. Zap them over. <laughs> zop them down. Yep. That great theater game. <laughs> zip, zap, zop. It's the secret, it's the secret meeting behind. <laughs> And all of the, the, the verbs contained <laughs> exactly. therein. Uh, who knew that we had that kind of viral marketing campaign exactly. for this podcast? But that's what we do. Great job, um, uh, Theater 201 students. Yay. Uh, Annie, what are we zipping, zapping, and or zopping over today? Today, we are zipping um, Sailor Moon right into uh, the zop of it. It's a noun, too. Man, it's, <laughs> yeah. very, it's a very versatile word. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, Sailor Moon and Into the Woods. Those are the two that we're doing. (laughs) That's the key takeaway here. That's the thing that you should be paying attention to, not all the other nonsense. Uh, well, cool. Then why don't you get us started by zapping us into the world, which I feel is appropriate. Yeah, oh, totally. Of there are a lot of zaps. Um, so Sailor, Sailor Moon is a Japanese manga and anime about a girl with superpowers who, with her superpowered friends, fights alien evil. Uh, the manga was originally written by Na- Naoko um, Takauchi and was published between 1991 and 1997. Then the anime aired in Japan from 1992 to 1998 and was translated into several other languages, including English, which is how I discovered the world of the Sailor Scouts. Um, what did it air on? Like, what network? I feel like I would randomly encounter it places, yeah. but I never, like, knew that it was on at a particular time. I, I think I, by the time I encountered it, it was, like... Not exactly like reruns, but mm. I think it was like, you know, UPN or something had right. bought the Somebody, rights to the it. Yeah, some, yeah, exactly. So I don't know exactly who was airing it first or at what given point. Yeah. Um, but that was also how I encountered most shows at the time. Like, yeah. if you'd ask me, like, when did Save by the Bell air? I have no idea. I watched it on TBS. That's true. Yeah. Like, I guess... I, I guess it's more in like when did you encounter it like watching it regularly or because I just feel like it was always I, on at the most random times. I feel like I I ended up I knew when it came on. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, it's on like afternoons at four or something. Got it. Um, But like I know I started watching it. It was like in the middle of the first season. Cool. So I was like, OK, I'm on board. I don't know what's going on. but I love it. <laughs> um. And and many other people felt the same way because the series, like, still continues to be hugely popular across the world and has spawned movies, dolls, cosplay, video games, tabletop games, and more. Um, There's a Russian figure skater um, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, but she did a whole routine to, like, the Sailor Moon theme song. And she's, like, a super high-level professional skater She was in the Olympics, right? Yeah. And she, like, she didn't do her Sailor Moon routine at the Olympics. Should have. Missed opportunity. Exactly. But, like... She loves anime, and she was like, I am doing full-on Sailor Moon skating, and that was like my dream as a 12-year-old. It was pretty epic. Yeah. Um, 
I'll mostly be talking about the anime today because that's the thing that I know the best. Um, but a lot of the basic character stuff applies to the manga as well. Um, I also encountered most of Sailor Moon via the English dub. So I'll probably drop in the English names for characters because that's what I've heard them called for mm-hmm. most of my young life. They're just ingrained in your mind. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the story follows Usagi, who's uh, Serena in the English dub, a goofy, bubbly, bumbling 14-year-old girl. Usagi meets Luna, a magical talking black cat, who shows Usagi how to transform into the superhero, Sailor Moon. Man, that's a useful cat. Yeah, right? She's a real good cat. Mm-hmm. And Luna is like, oh my god, I have to deal with these preteen antics. So, like, where is Luna in relationship to Salem from from Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Luna is more like McGonagall. Oh, okay. If, she, if in cat form. Cool. So more mature, yeah. not as much yeah. of a bad boy. No, Luna is like trying to keep Sailor Moon in line. She's like the she's the Giles from Buffy. Okay, yeah. Um and yeah, as Sailor Moon, um she has the uh Usagi has the prote- power to protect the earth from evil aliens who seek to harness the earth's energy and life force. Yeah, give me um, that life force. Yeah, but she's not alone. Yay. Um Sailor Moon gathers a crew of sailor scouts to fight evil with her. They're Sailor Mercury, Venus, Mars, and Jupiter. Uh, more Sailor Scouts show up later, but those are like the core crew. Including Sailor Pluto, but then Neil deGrasse Tyson wrote her off the show. I know, right? Yeah. So sad. But you know, um, Sailor Pluto has time travel powers, so oh. it doesn't matter to her. She's perpetually in a yeah. place where Pluto is a planet. Exactly. <laughs> um, and also, the moon is not a planet. That's true. Yeah. So it doesn't I mean, matter. In some belief systems. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, let me tell you about my new theory. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, Sailor Moon also has a superhero love interest named Tuxedo Mask. It's really a fortunate name. I really, I mean, I, maybe it makes more sense in the original Japanese. Yeah, but I mean, it still would be like you being named Gryffindor Hoodie. <laughs> yes. Like, it's a thing that you're wearing right now. Yep. Yeah, everybody else is like, I have the powers of this planet, and I I am protecting the Earth in the name of Jupiter or, you know, yeah. Mercury. But then it's like, like, I have the power of formal I'm- wear. Yeah. <laughs> but incognito secret formal wear. Yes. I didn't rent this. I bought it. Yeah. I think when I was, like, when I had friends who watched Sailor Moon, I always just assumed the tuxedo mask was, like, what everybody called him. No, no, that's his literal name. In the English version, he is definitely named Tuxedo Mask. I mean... Like, in the same way. Like, and he has a real name as a human, mm-hmm. who's like Darren. But, like, like... His parents were really practicing the secret. Thing. Yeah, like, exactly. going to call you Tuxedo Mask every day. And yeah. Then and then one day you'll day only you wear tuxedos and masks. And, like, he shows up, um, usually in the middle of a fight when things are going bad, and he, like, throws a rose or something, and then... <laughs> but, like, a sharp rose. It's like a, a weapon oh, rose a, well, or yeah. something. Well, roses are sharp. True. Every rose exactly. has its thorns. Yeah. Every night tuxedo has its thorns. What's the lyric? I can't Yeah, something remember. like that. I don't know. Um, so he shows up, throws the rose, and then he's like, Sailor Moon, you have to believe in yourself. And she's like, oh, wow, Tuxedo Mask. And then they, the Sailor Moon does the rest of the fighting. And mm-hmm. Tuxedo's mask is like, I'm going to hang out back here. So he's like a coach. Kind of. He's like her life coach. Yeah. <laughs> he's the swoony, swooping in life coach. Uh-huh. But I was like, dude, you could help out a little more. I mean, not in that tuxedo. That was expensive. And <laughs> yeah, dry cleaning right. bills are nothing to shake a stick exactly. at. Exactly. <laughs> um, so in the first arc, the Sailor Scouts battle Queen Beryl and the Negaverse and find out that they are the reincarnation of soldiers from an ancient civilization on the moon during the Silver Millennium. 
Uh, the Moon Kingdom's Queen Serenity sent her daughter, Princess Serenity. Serenity's guards, the Sailor Scouts, and Cat, Advisor, or Cat Advisors, Luna and Artemis, and Swoon Fenced Prince Endymion into the future with to be reborn through the power of the Silver Crystal. Turns out that um, Sailor Moon is Princess Serenity and Tuxedo Mask is Prince Endymion. So more important, turns out there are cats on the moon. Yeah, no dogs on the moon, but there are cats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's comforting to know. Exactly. Um, So in the second arc, the Sailor Moon and the Sailor Scouts have to protect a little pink-haired girl who fell from the sky. Turns out she's Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask's daughter from the future, where they rule the city of Crystal Tokyo. Man. The crew travels to the future with help from a mysterious time traveler, Sailor Sailor Pluto, and stops the destruction of Crystal Tokyo. The overlaps with the Chris Claremont run on Amazing X-Men in the 90s are staggering. Um, I'd be curious to find out which actually came first, considering Sailor Moon was... That's true. um, I think Claremont was actually the 70s and 80s. I forget the timing. mm. Either way, it's Cable. He's Scott Summers and Jean Grey's son. From the oh, future. I think I saw that recently. But he's all tortured and angry. Yeah. Well, um... Does not have pink hair. No, which is sad. And, um... What's her name? Yeah, um... The queen? No, um... The little pink hair. Uh, it's Rini in the English version. It's like Chibi... Chibi Usagi. Sailor Chibi Japanese. Moon? Yeah. And, um... She's like a little sass factory brat, brat attack. <laughs> like oh. Sailor Moon hates her oh, for no. a long time. She's like, I I will save you, but I hate you. Wow. That's so they, they butt heads a lot. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you're my daughter. That's awkward. Oh, no wonder I hate you. And she's like, I love my mom better than you. <laughs> um, and other arcs uh, involve finding other Sailor Scouts, like Sailor Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, and the Sailor Quartet. Um, there's a plot line that literally involves a Pegasus. Um, it's a lot of magic and time travel and aliens and power-ups and super girly fun. And like transformation sequences. Yeah, like they can last for like 10 minutes. Yeah, as any <laughs> and, any good anime transformation oh, sequence totally. should. totally. Um, characters. We have Sailor Moon, a.k.a. Usagi, a.k.a. Serena, a.k.a. Princess Serenity, a.k.a. Neo Queen Serenity. <laughs> um, she is the leader of the Sailor Scouts, a giant goofball but loyal and protects the world from alien invaders. Um, Tuxedo Mask, a.k.a. Maru, Maru. I can't say that. Mamoru. Mamoru. There we go. Um, a.k.a. Darren. Um, Sailor Moon's <laughs> love issue. I know, right? All I can think of with Darren is that that was also... Um, the name of the husband in Bewitched. Oh, yeah. So he was very expendable. Maybe yeah. it was the same. Maybe that's where the first Darren went. Well, they did get a different voice actor for when they redubbed it in oh, English. Man. Yeah. I like to think and, that first Darren from Bewitched became Tuxedo Mask. Oh, I hope so. He just bought a tuxedo, put yeah. on a mask, yeah. went to save the world. Exactly. Good job, Darren. Mm-hmm. Get your magic on. But then they replaced him, so... Oh no! You know. <laughs> um, so he's Sailor Moon's love interest and kind and a vaguely helpful superhero person. Yeah, he likes Slash to throw life roses coach. and yeah, right. Shout encouraging things. Go to prom and dance. And, yeah, <laughs> as like mysterious love figures go, like hanging out on the sidelines and shouting nice things is better it's than true. a lot. Yeah, that's not so bad. Yeah. And you like the girls have it covered. Exactly. So you know, he knows they've got it on lock. Um, there's Sailor Mercury, aka Amy. Um, she's a smart, gentle bookworm who harnesses the power of water. Sailor Mars, a.k.a. Rey, um, she is motivated and serious, and she controls the element of fire. Ooh. She is also kind of psychic. Ooh. Um, there's Sailor Jupiter, a.k.a. Makoto, a.k.a. Lita. Um, she's the tallest Sailor Scout and the best fighter, but she's also a great cook, and she <laughs> uses the power of electricity and lightning. Because of the big storm. 
Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Sailor Venus, a.k.a. Minako, a.k.a. Mina. Um, she is technically the first Sailor Scout since she also since she was masquerading as Sailor V and met her cat advisor Artemis. Oh. Um, and Sailor V was also a manga that was published before Sailor Moon by the same author. So oh, that was like the prequel world of Sailor Moon. Ah. And then Sailor V ends up showing up and becomes Sailor Venus. Interesting. Um, she uses the power of love, which is totally a yeah, thing. Yeah, ask my tea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did she have a pet monkey? She has a cat. Okay. Yeah. The the monkeys of the moon. Exactly. That's what they call them. Yep. Um, there's Sailor Chibi Moon, a.k.a. Uh, Chibi Usa, a.k.a. Rini. Um, it's Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Masked Daughter from the future. She's a major brat factory, but ultimately a good person. Um, other Sailor Scouts include Sailor Pluto, who's a time traveler. Sailor Uranus, who has the power of sky slash wind. Uh, Sailor Neptune, who has the power of the ocean. Um, and she's also Soup's Gay with Sailor Uranus. Yay. Um, and Sailor Saturn with the power of destruction and rebirth. Oh, jeez. She's like a real That's, sad little intense lady. That escalated very quickly. Yeah, so I had the power of wind. I had the power of love. I had the power of destruction and rebirth. <laughs> I will show I you form all. the universe. Exactly. Um, we have villains like the Nega versus Queen Beryl and Beryl's four generals. Uh, the Nega Moon family, led by Wise Man. Uh, the Death Busters slash Heart Snatchers, <laughs> led by Professor Tomo. Um, so, yeah, it's just like every season you get kind of yeah. a... A round of is it villains. like a is it like a monster of the week kind of thing? Kind of, a lot of ways, yeah. Like Especially, we're going to send this creature exactly. To you. It'll be like, oh, we you know we need to harness you know the Earth's love energy, so we're going to send um, these creatures to um, possess like these love bracelets that everybody's buying, and oh, then no. everybody will like lose their energy through the bracelets, and the mm-hmm. Sailor Scouts oh. have to like fight the demons. Nice, yeah. Um, so some themes. Um, teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, Sailor Scouts work best together, and with their powers combined, they can defeat any foe. Um, the power of love is a big one here. There is actually a song in the series that's like, you've got to believe in the power of love. By Huey Lewis and hmm? the News. By Huey Lewis and the News. I wish. Yeah. It was another version. Oh, nice. Um, he, he, he was doing a remake. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, believing in yourself. Um, Usagi is a total doofus in the real world, but as Sailor Moon, she fights evil. Um, some things I like and think other people will like. Like, it's a bright, shiny, magical girl anime fun show. Um, if you're a tween girl who wishes that she had superpowers, this is a great show for you. Mm-hmm. Or tween boy who wishes he had superpowers. Absolutely. Or tween uh, tween non-binary person. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I, even though I only mm-hmm. encountered it at random moments, like, I enjoyed it quite a bit whenever I saw yeah. it. And then when I had friends who were very into it in high school, I remember watching some episodes and, like, digging it. Oh, yeah, it's super fun. Um, and it's also a very common gateway into anime slash manga. So if like if you want to dip your toe into the world of Japanese animation, this is a great first stopping point. Mm-hmm. And it's a superhero team of girls. Like considering girl superheroes are still rarely the stars of most superhero teams. Like, you know, we have some good ones in the Marvel Universe, but they are not the, ma- the main characters. Oh, yeah. Not at um, all. And much less the, the, you know, the major force. Um, it's really refreshing to see, like, these are all superhero girls who are fighting evil. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, the, the world of Sailor Moon. I like it. The many worlds of Sailor exactly. Moon. Exactly. Including the moon, which is yes, a world. Yes, which is, yeah, well, the moon was a world. And then um, now we're See, in the real world. It's and then all in we'll line be with my in theory. Crystal Tokyo. Yeah. Should be cool. Crystal Tokyo sounds awesome. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, sometimes I'm like, man, we can just fast forward to that. Is that That'll where the fun. Pegasus is? Uh, no. The Pegasus is in the real world at some point. Because oh. there's like a circus, I think. Oh, no. Yeah. That's not where I want my it's, Pegasus. No, it's, it's a real 
you're like, wow, guys, Aww. we're just throwing a lot of lot of things in there. Yeah, there's a lot of elements going on here. Uh, well, hey, speaking a, of a lot of yeah. elements all at once, let's talk about Into the Woods. Um, Into the Woods is a 1986 stage musical with music and lyrics by Stephen Sondheim and a book by James Lapine. Um, it's one of uh, a, a long stretch of musicals that Sondheim and Lapine uh, collaborated on and created. But uh, Into the Woods is, um, I mean, they're all really well known, but Into the Woods is a, is a good one. Um, it's basically a mashup of every fairy tale you've ever heard, uh, which means that we're checking off an infinite number of crossover boxes today true well that doesn't mean we're not going to cross over like cinderella or something at some point oh yeah but like in the meantime we've also got it covered oh yeah like we're just crossing over the crossovers um it was made into a movie in 2014 but i have not seen that um i did watch the pbs uh great performances on stage version because that's the best version ever oh yeah it's the original broadway cast and it's so good um Basic synopsis is hard because it's a very complicated big show, but um, it, the show is set in a fairy tale kingdom. Um, it focuses on a veritable baker's dozen How? Uh-huh, of fairy tale classic characters, including a childless baker and his wife, Little Red Riding Hood, Cinderella, Rapunzel, Jack of the Beanstalk fame, um, all of their families, a big bad wolf, and of course, a witch who lives around uh, the corner. Um, the action gets rolling when the witch sends the baker and his wife on a quest into the woods to find a number of items for her. Um, she seeks the cow as white as silk, uh, the cape as red as blood, the hair as yellow as corn, and the slipper as pure as gold, um, which astute listeners will recognize as a basic infinity gauntlet's worth of MacGuffins from famous fairy tales. I feel that, like this reminds me of um, this King's Quest game I used to like to play. Oh, very much. Yeah, where it's it was a fetch like, quest. Oh, yeah, it's totally. And like, you know, oh, you've got the you know, the Beauty and the Beast characters who pop up and you mm-hmm. have to find the thing that they makes need. him transform. Yeah. Like the razor to shave yeah. him. Yeah. Or like the rose to give her. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's just like, oh, yeah, I know this one. Yay. I, I, I understand that reference. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just a whole bunch of in-jokes for people who read Grimm's fairy tales growing up. Um, and it's reasons for all of these characters to wind up going into the woods together. So the baker and the baker's wife are looking for all of these things, but then Red, Red Riding Hood's going to see her grandmother, and Jack's going to sell the cow, and on and on and on. Um, adventures are had, songs are sung, princes are found and wed, a malicious giant is slain, and everyone learns a little something about themselves. It is a classic happily ever after. And then you go to intermission because that's only the end of Act 1. In Act 2, things take a darker turn. Um, now past the end point of all of their stories, the characters are suffering from a general sort of ennui where they're pretty happy, I guess, with how things turned out overall. Um, but suddenly the wife of the giant from act one returns and boy, is she unhappy that her husband got killed. Um, she starts enacting a terrible vengeance on the fairy tale kingdom, um, that killed her husband and all of the other characters are forced to sort of reckon with the ramifications of their choice is in Act 1. Um, eventually, some of the characters flee. Some, including the narrator of the story, are killed by the giant. Um, some find illicit love out in the woods and Wink. then die. And some find strength enough to get together and fight back to reclaim their story. Um, ultimately, the show comes to a close with all of the surviving characters having actually learned something, not just about themselves, but about the world around them and the strength that stories can hold over all of us. Um, so the characters list is robust because it's a musical and musicals have a lot of people in them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, all your favorites are here. We've got the baker. He's a nice guy. The baker's wife. She doesn't have a name. Jack. He loves patriarchy. Yeah, basically. Uh, Jack. He loves his cow. Milky White. The cow. She presents unique production challenges. Um, she does a good job. She does. Uh, Jack's mother. She's worried about Jack. Cinderella. She's trying to hold it all together and maybe get to the ball. Cinderella's sisters. They're mean. Her father. He's drunk. Rapunzel. She doesn't say much. Uh, the narrator. He says a whole lot. The mysterious man. He's the baker's dad. Spoiler also alert. Also the narrator? Also the narrator. I mean, they needed something for that actor to do once oh, the totally. character gets killed. Yeah. Um, Little Red Riding Hood. A social. Uh, so I, wrote, I wrote socialist here. I, I know. Because right? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like, wow, I didn't get that part of the play at all. Yeah, she gets really, really into the wolf killing thing. Um, the big bad wolf, he's a real creeper. Uh, the princes get the best songs in the show uh, and were some, some of the best casting in the movie, I have to say. It was, oh, totally. It was Chris Pine and... And um, some other dude. Yeah, some other very handsome fellow. But uh, I mean, Chris Pine is the only one we need. Exactly. Uh, and then, of course, there's the witch. Um, she gets the best everything. Um, she's played by Bernadette Peters in the original, and she's perfect. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of other folks, all the family members and court members and all of that running around. Yeah. But those are the those are the and majors. Like people put on different hats. Yeah, be different a lot of double casting. Yeah. Um, there was a wonderful production uh, that our friend Liz was in a yeah. few years ago by Fiasco Theater Company. They did a that, great job. Yeah, and they did it with a total of six actors, just yeah. playing a lot of doubling and all of that. It was great. Um, themes and fun stuff. The big one is No One Is Alone, um, which is sort of like the melancholy version of Team teamwork makes the dream work yeah you know um this message gets delivered in one of the best musical songs ever written uh towards the end of act two but it's also uh a double-edged sword the idea that no one is alone it means that we're stronger together and teamwork makes the dream work but also that the things we do impact other people and that other people are not alone either Everyone has their own communities and teams, and ultimately, everybody, everything is connected. Um, happily Ever After isn't is a big theme of the show. Um, there's never a real ending to your story until you're dead. So acting like you've reached a finish line and are all done is a recipe for disappointment. Ain't that the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, careful about those wishes. All the characters spend their time dreaming of a better world for themselves, but that often results in missing what's there in front of them, Um, especially in Act 1. There's a lot of like, oh, if only I had blank, everything would be better. And then Act 2 is like, well, you got blank. I feel like the only time in the show when I'm like, I think they needed to rewrite this was like, at the end of Act Two, where they're like wishes are are children, the, yeah, where they're like wishes are children, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, the the final <laughs> the final number of the show is both very like, touching and poignant, but also like it's like a mad to, It starts to layer metaphors onto metaphors. Yeah, it's, yeah careful the wishes. It's like careful the wish you make wishes are children, and then it's about telling stories to children, and the yeah. wishes are stories, but the stories are wishes, so, and, and the, the children story, are also wishes. Yeah, and it was like everything's a wish. Wishes are fishes. <laughs> <laughs> beggars will ride <laughs> yeah right like at that point I'm like guys take it a step back mm-hmm. it's really they needed a song for the beggar's wife to sing as a yeah. ghost at the end and come back um, but uh, and the the, the major theme uh, or one of the major themes is don't get lost in the woods um, the woods throughout the show are this kind of symbol of freedom and liberty and kind of and libertine existence and like a place where the rules don't really apply and you can get outside of yourself and that's great but uh, you also there's something to be said for stability and for community and structure. Um, the Baker's Wife gets a wonderful, wonderful song sort of ruminating on this idea. And it's the idea that, you know, you 
uh, you need the woods so that you understand how much everything else is important, but you have to leave them at some point and go back to all that other stuff or else they wouldn't feel special. Um, so yeah, there's a lot going on. Into the Woods is definitely, uh, as is Sondheim's want, um, super duper ambitious and multifaceted. It's very hard to do well because it's an incredibly long show, mm -hmm. and especially Act 2. The last half of Act 2 is like ballad, 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 ballad. Yeah. And they're all gorgeous, but they can start to really bog down. Yeah, and it really requires act like actors who are really thoughtful and like have beautiful voices because it's mm -hmm. like you want to be able to have your audience be so excited to hear those ballads because they just love your characters right. and their singing voices instead of being like, oh my God, can we go to the bar right. yet? Another one. Yeah, yeah. There, No One Is Alone is one of my favorite songs of all time and it is very possible for that to be the least welcome song in any show yeah. ever because it pops up so late in the show that if the show hasn't been great, you're like, oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, It's one of my favorite musicals. I love it a whole lot and I'm excited to cross it over with Sailor Moon. Yeah. So let's talk how about those how about those thematics um i mean the no one is alone slash teamwork makes the dream work mm -hmm. um i think even you know sailor moon is much more positive in terms of like hey teamwork but um in terms of like the things we do now affect um other people and things in the future like sailor moon has that too where it's like the future is literally coming back to yeah. contact you um mm -hmm. and like i think the the realities of things that seem really enticing of like, mm. I feel like Tuxedo Mask is like this rom this grand romantic yeah. mystery guy. And then it's like, well, in the future, you also have a kid and you don't really like your kid. Like, well, she's sort of in a the jerk. present, you really don't like yeah, your kid. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I mean, you'll like her. You'll like her fine. In the future, you like her. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, the princes say really nice things and are very shiny people, yeah. but are not great not husbands. Exactly and also not exactly helpful. Yeah, they just kind of skedaddle off yeah. to go find another. Like the princes are characters who I find fascinating because they're so... They're characters who are so wedded to the idea of pursuit. And yeah. Of like, I need to be embroiled need... in a hopeless love affair. And as soon as I get it, I'm bored. Yeah. Oh, exactly. It's mm -hmm. like they're always looking for the next thing. Yeah. Um, now, I imagine Tuxedo Mask is a little more stable. Yeah. Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. But it's like, again, could you help a little more? Yeah. Maybe. maybe you could maybe? just like amp up, amp up the aid. Do a little something. Yeah. Just maybe. Are you really a superhero? Yeah. What's going on here? Um, yeah. Um. There aren't a lot of other like I mean all of the into the into the woods themes there are a lot of them but they're all pretty closely intersected to that idea. Yeah, and I um, think um, there's probably something about recognizing your true potential in there somewhere. Yeah, um, I think even the idea of like going on adventures and mm -hmm. um, I think like they they both have that idea of like people who are excited about adventure and going on it and maybe that's not the best thing also yeah you can and get the, hooked on it yeah you can get hooked on it and i think in um in sailor moon like it's not like down on adventure but it's also like when you're like literally saving the world and no one knows it like that's also frustrating and then you have to go to school and like do your homework and your teacher's like yeah. where's your homework and you're like i was up late saving the world yeah, well, it's like the, it's the woods are like where you can be your best self. Yeah. But then you have to go back home and like yeah. people might not know about it or yeah. know about what you did. Um, yeah, like like Red Riding Hood gets like she thrives in the woods yeah. and she's really like and she gets like she makes a cloak out of the pelt of the yeah, wolf yeah. and like she gets really intense, but she doesn't operate great in normal society in act two. Yeah. It's like, no, you need to maybe balance that a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, she was she grew so up yeah, a little the, too the fast. The difficult times. 
balancing adventure times and real life times. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then like Jack's whole arc of like giants in the sky and this idea that like getting outside of your reality lets you see it for what it is. Yeah. But it can be hard to balance that. And like hard to reacclimate into your normal life. Mm hmm. Uh, for sure. I think I think those are some strong thematic yeah. ties. So let's talk about how it actually happens. Um, so yeah, these are definitely uh, two magical worlds. Oh, very much so. Um, I think um, it would be very easy for the Sailor Moon crew to like kind of get sucked into fairy tale world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Either through Sailor Pluto's time travel magic or like, a, like you know, a, a villain who kind of pulls them into that yeah, world and they have book to find their the way megaverse. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that because I feel like then it can be like it's part of an adventure for them. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so yeah, I think they all get pulled into this book so they need to find their way both through the challenge of it and also out back into the real world. Yeah. Um, and and I think it would be the kind of thing where like they have you know the the alien monsters or you know mm-hmm. like like nymphs and stuff in the woods that they have to battle oh, yeah. um, and and in the meantime they like either like have to find like some of these objects to. To chat to, 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 to combat, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if it's like if if Sailor Moon is all about like emotion and the power of like abstract ideas or things like that, or mm-hmm. not abstract ideas, but like you know, channeling love, yeah, and love energy, like enter, like if if you have something like Red Riding Hood's cloak, which is like imbued with an energy just from the yeah. power of story or from maybe that's the power they're searching for, yeah, um, like, and maybe it's. Well, because the witch needs these things. Yeah. So, like, they are imbued with some kind of energy. And maybe maybe it's that kind of evil negaverse energy. Oh, no. So She's accidentally tapped into it. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, while these other, like, the baker and his wife are, Mm -hmm. like, trying to get these objects to give to the witch, Sailor Moon and her crew are trying to destroy these objects because they're, like, possessed by these, like, evil alien forces. Yeah. Further complications. Yeah, exactly. Mm Um, I feel like Tuxedo Mask has to wind up being the narrator at some point. Oh, totally. He's very narrator Yeah. He's going like, to swoop in and say some wa- some vague, wise advice. But he's like, he's narrating like the baker and the baker's wife. And they're yeah. just like, none of this is helpful. Yeah. Shut up. Oh, exactly. And <laughs> and also like, who are you? Yeah. Like, why what, is, are, what are you doing here? Yeah, what's this going on? You're not my dad. Yeah, right. <laughs> are you my dad from the future? He, maybe. Maybe he is his dad yeah, from the future. Exactly. Who knows? Yeah. The timeline is very gets very wibbly wobbly yeah uh in this mix so yeah um how do the giants fit into it um i mean because the giant like i think that the thing about the giants is like they're not they're not evil yeah, so i don't want to like make megaverse them- power no exactly mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't want to make them like evil but maybe like sailor moon and her her crew have to figure out a way to like stop the giant from like destroying everything and maybe breaking yeah. through the barrier to Tokyo. Yeah, maybe the giant like starts as an antagonist, like Queen, is it Queen Barrel? Queen Barrel, yeah. Yeah, Queen Barrel like is manipulating the giants. Yeah, uh, I would say so. You know, because they have legit grievance yeah. with all of the people. Maybe I would say that um, Queen Barrel and maybe the witch are related somehow. Yeah. I can see them as like sisters. I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. And like they don't like each other. No. But they like, I could see them as like they were both on the moon and got cast out mm-hmm. and like to different planes of existence, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and the then w- the witch has sort of made her home there. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and then Queen Beryl shows up again, and the witch is like, "Oh, this oh, chick! Oh my gosh, here we go again!" Exactly. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because like maybe Queen Beryl realizes that she needs a power that the witch had. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the witch is trying to get. Yeah, and so so yeah, there's like hesitant teamwork on their part. Yeah. But I don't know. Does the witch ultimately come around in the end, or is she, does she stay an antagonist? No, because I mean she's she doesn't exactly come around in the musical, but at least she's like. She, you, I'm not like trying to destroy you, but you guys are all real screwed up. Yeah. Don't point your finger at me, losers. Yeah. Like that's, that's actually one of my other favorite themes that I forgot about is that the idea that nice is different than good. Yeah. That like the witch calls everybody out at the end of the show. I'm like, you're all such nice, wonderful people, but like you're, you're doing bad things. Yeah. You're letting bad things happen because you're so nice. Exactly. And, and like so she just doing and being selfish and making yeah. bad choices and looking for somebody to blame. Yeah. Cause you can't be wrong. You're nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Hashtag nice guy. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think the the witch has like a moral clarity that I don't know that Queen Beryl would appreciate. No, oh no, I agree. I think yeah. Queen Beryl's like, I am out for power and I don't care about anyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm going to suck you all dry. Yeah, it's going to happen. And I think the witch has probably come around against that idea. Yeah. So, so ends up rallying folks. Um, yeah, I like that. Going into a big battle. Yeah. Um, so who's our, who's our, who's kissing? Um, a lot some, of people can we got kiss, some kiss here. Candidates. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, I think um, Sailor Moon would get really swoony over the princess because yeah. she's she's like a doofy really? teenager. Like she, you know, <laughs> she has hard eyes all over the place. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. all the hard eye reactions. Exactly. Um, and and I mean, I can see um, the Sailor Scouts overall feeling kind of the same way. I think Amy yeah. might be like. These guys maybe don't seem so great. Yeah, maybe they're not the best. I am a little more logical. <laughs> I'm. I mean, I feel like that's especially going to come around to bite them when it turns out the princes wind up on Queen Queen Beryl's side. Oh, totally. Like they get a good offer. Yeah, and they, they come around. So you know, that's gonna. There's She's some tragic a queen loves. after all. Yeah, sad faces. Yeah, they're like the big teardrop reaction. Yeah, exactly. Happen a whole lot. Um. So so yeah. Um. There aren't. I mean, Jack and, Re- and Riding L- Little Red are like the closest age-wise. That is true, actually. To the Sailor Scouts. Yeah, because they're all like, you know, 13, 14. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jack's such a little nerd. He's such a goober. <laughs> I know, right? Is there Are there any particularly goober-esque Sailor Scouts? Not... Who do we want to stick Jack with? I know, right? <laughs> Not so much. Maybe I could see... Um... Uh, Chibi Moon, oh, um, yeah. Rini, like having a crush on him and he being like, oh, you're a know. child. I don't know how to handle this. And she's like, but you're adorable. Although he is, he is, I think, meant to be probably like 10 to 15, I would say. Yeah, I think, but she th- she's more like. She's like six or seven. Yeah, I would say between seven and seven and 10. Yeah, I think she like, she like follows him around a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's uncomfortable. Um, totally. Uh, Little Red. I think she and Chibi Moon are fighting. Yes, they do not like each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, I think that um, Little Red and maybe Sailor Saturn could be kiss faces because they're both into destruction. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Sailor Saturn is ultimately about rebirth as well. well so maybe she can like guide uh, Little Red into a more um, a healthier yeah. life cycle. Yeah, find some better outlets for her, her rage. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, 
Yes, for sure. I think that's great. Uh, Battle Dome. I mean, the princes wind yeah, up with Queen Barrel. Exactly. We're fighting the giants. Yeah. Um, we are trying to destroy all these objects that have negative um, energy alien in energy in them. So the scouts are having to fight all the all the characters at first. Yeah, because this, you know, Cinderella is like, no, my slipper. And the yeah. baker's wife is like, no, my slipper. And, mm -hmm. you know, the sailor scouts are like, no, we have to destroy the slipper. You know, what I like is I, this potentially builds up a greater good argument for uh, the witch because mm -hmm. she wants she needs the items to become beautiful again. Yeah. Um, and so what she is being asked to do is to do the right thing beyond, mm -hmm. ultimately beyond like um, the price that she might herself pay for it. So is she actually going to destroy these things before they can make her beautiful again? Yeah. Um, she gets to not be nice and be good instead. That's true. Good job, uh, witch. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think um, I feel like I want something for Rapunzel. Oh, she really, poor Rapunzel. She has I a think, hard time. I think Rapunzel becomes a Sailor Scout. <gasps> yes. She mm -hmm. could be She finally like, gets to talk. Yeah, like <laughs> Sailor Meteor or something. Yeah, yeah, because everything's a planet. Yeah, right. Sailor Sun. Yeah, maybe she can um, She can call the Pegasus to get her out of the, the out tower. Of the tower. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't need a man. Yeah, right? She's like, I'm going to fly on my magic horse. <laughs> Absolutely. Woo and maybe Snow White comes too because she pops up at the end of the Oh, yeah, the that's show. right. <laughs> Aw. Um... Yeah. Um, oh, and Sleeping Beauty, too. Yeah. A lot of silent ladies in it. I know, words. right? Well, princesses end it's up passing joke. out for I mean, a while, too. Yeah. yeah, it's a purposeful joke. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they're all they're all like B-team Sailor Squad. Yes. <laughs> oh, which is good for them. Yeah, they need something. Uh, yeah, Best Buddies. Um, I want to have um, Luna and Artemis the cats be best buddies with somebody. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe Milky White. Oh, Milky White. Yeah. Oh, Milky White. I think for sure. Oh, totally. Um, there's the mom in the tree or the, the magic oh, tree. Oh, yeah. That's true. The, the mother uh, tree who's sort of a guiding figure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think um, they would be real enemies with the wolf. Yeah, it would not get along. No, because they're also very like logical. Mm -hmm. um, they're like again, like the the McGonagall Giles yeah. force of the the group, and um, they would not be amused by a wolf who's like, "Oh yeah, let's go and party." Yeah, no, he's super sensual. Yeah, That's not and them. they would be like, "You're just rare." No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Baker and Baker's wife um, become mentor friend figures for Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask, but opposite genders. I think mm -hmm. I think Baker's wife like I don't think the Baker can stand Tuxedo Mask. No. And I don't think the Baker's wife can stand Sailor no. Moon. So I think they both sort of take the respective other under yeah. their wings and are like, let me help you be a person. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. Um and and you know, in the other way too. Yeah. Oh absolutely. Like, oh, they gotta you... learn how yeah. to how to parent also. Yeah, right. Because they're not sure about no. that. No. Um, I mean, I think that's, that's a lot of people. Um, it's a whole bunch. We paired up I, a whole Oh, lot. I also want, um, Sailor, uh, Uranus and Sailor Neptune, um, maybe to show up and the princess to be into them. And they're like, oh no, thank like, you. Oh, no. no, 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 We're no, fine. No. Thank you. We're going to just be princes now. So bye. Yeah, We're exactly. We're going to take your station because yep. you're evil and exactly. you've been deposed. So yeah, they wind up running the kingdom. It's great. I feel pretty good about this crossover. Yeah, me too. I feel, you know, I feel like we got a good epic battle. Yeah, um, a lot of lot of friends, a lot yeah. of kissing, a lot at, of... And at the end, they get to break out of a magic book, and we get fairy tale characters in New York. Yeah, so in New York? 
We are in oh in Tokyo. Tokyo, in yeah. Tokyo. Why New York? I'm thinking of Enchanted. That's what's oh wrong. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that actually is a good. Um, oh, it's in there. Wreck. Good. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. Speaking of which, if people want more of these kinds of properties, we should probably recommend them. Some I things. agree. Um, so for more girl-powered supernatural slash sci-fi fun, um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I found Buffy shortly after Sailor Moon, and I love both so much. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the Powerpuff Girls, about a group of adorable kindergarten superheroes who fight evil in the city of Townsville. Um, it's hilarious and adorable, and mm-hmm. kindergarten cartoon girls who kick butt. It's fun. Um, my Life is a Teenage Robot, about, you guessed it, a teenage robot who balances fighting <laughs> monsters and going to high school like she wants to be a regular person. She's like Aww. kind of Pinocchio meets superhero. That's really cute. Um, super cute. Uh, Kim Possible yes. about a teen super spy slash crime fighter slash high school cheerleader. Its theme song will get stuck in your head. Oh, 100%. What a fun show, though. Oh, yeah. Um, Steven Universe, which could be a wreck in every episode about a group of alien superheroes. Um, also very girl powered, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, Kiki's Delivery Service, um, kind of the only anime on the list because I know there are a bunch of them, but I don't actually watch a lot of like superhero anime stuff good recommendation hole for our so, yeah our listeners exactly um you can augment so yeah please let me know what other superhero girl powered animes i should watch um and magical in the meantime, girl shows yeah and in the meantime if you haven't seen any um watch kiki's delivery service about a young witch who moves to a new city to explore her powers it's super lovely it's so lovely and gentle and like a really thoughtful depiction of like being like an artist and like also dealing with like depression mm-hmm. and like feeling like you don't fit in. Like it's just a beautiful movie. Um, and actually speaking of um, fairy tales and Sailor Moon, um, there's the Lunar Chronicles, which is a YA sci-fi fairy tale adaptation series, which actually started out as Sailor Moon fanfic back in the day. Oh, wow. Like real different version. Um, yeah. But like the author like used to write Sailor Moon fanfic and then ended up doing like a fairy tale AU Wow. of Sailor Moon and that like spawned the, um, the, the Lunar Chronicles. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. Um, there's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur about a super genius girl and a dinosaur pulled through time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is a shout out to friend of the podcast, AC Goggin, um, with the Elemente series, a Y fantasy series about a group of people who have elemental powers like earth, water, fire, air, very Sailor Scouty, um, and who have to fight against an evil king who wants to destroy them all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the first book is out, um, Rain the Earth, and the second in book. Second book is coming out um, next year. Nice. So, yeah, keep an eye out, guys. Yeah, keep on that. Um, so, yeah, how about some recommendations for Into the Woods? Well, absolutely. Um, some other Sondheim works that I enjoy quite a bit. I mean, they're all great, but some personal favorites. Uh, Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, much, much darker than Into the Woods. Oh, yeah. And Into the Woods gets pretty dark. Um, yeah. But a straight up legit Grand Guignol sort of tragedy uh, and just really, really fun and creepy. And one of the. Uh, only times I've ever listened to a musical, just listening to the cast recording and had a jump scare in it. Um, mm-hmm. It was great. Um, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum for a completely opposite tonal experience. Uh, yep. Sondheim wrote the lyrics for this one. Uh, it is very, very, very dude humor and like Mel Brooksian sort of, but uh, a really just well-constructed farce of a musical. Yeah, and, and has that kind of like, you know, characters zooming in and out and yeah. like needing the things that the other people have and yeah it's really good mechanical writing yeah. um, and just perfect uh, there is Company which is a show so good it's almost impossible to produce uh, it's just 
massive and, and moving and gorgeous and lovely. Um, Merrily We Roll Along, um, which actually flopped when it first came out, but just had uh, has been getting some remounts recently, uh, most notably at the Huntington Theater here in Boston last year, mm. and is now, I believe, going to be moving to, Bo- to Broadway um, oh, nice. with that. Uh, it is a tricky, tricky musical. It's told backwards, um, so it... It's hard to find. It can be hard to find a through line through it, but it has some really lovely music in it, and um, has a final number that I think rivals "No One Is Alone" for like just straight up feels. Um, and then there's "Sunday in the Park with George." Um, the other, I think, uh, another one of the Sondheim Lapine uh, collaborations about uh, the painting on of um, Sunday at the uh, George Seurat. George Seurat's yeah. Sunday at the the. The Grand, grand Jeté. Bonjour. Hello, I'm a French painter. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of people on a Pointillism. river. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a musical about pointillism and it works. Um, some other non-musical things you can take a look at. Uh, the comic series Fables, uh, which sort of takes the same, let's mix up uh, and mash up uh, fairy tale characters, but put it in a modern day city. Um, it's a very long running series at this point. I think it's been going consistently for like 15 years or something. Um, I've only read the first couple volumes, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And it's cool mostly to see like what the reimaginings are like. Um, marginal recommendation in that vein of Once Upon a Time, the television show. Um, Annie, you were not a huge fan of it, but you did watch a fair amount of it. I watched the first season, and yeah. I think um, because I really like fairy tale adaptations in like YA novels, mm-hmm. I, I was less impressed by the storytelling in Got Once it. Upon a Time, um, and I felt like it was very Disney heavy because mm-hmm. ABC is owned, is by, owned Disney. by Disney. I felt like they were really pushing those as the fairy tale norms, and I'm like. You don't have to do that, guys. You can branch out a little bit. Um, Yeah, and I think it's also from following it from afar, it seems to be pretty firm diminishing returns once you get to season three or four. I think either you're buying it or you're not. Yeah, so, you know, if you watch a little bit of it and are totally into it, then keep on watching. Mm -hmm. Um, There's The Wizard of Oz, uh, which is another character on a journey in a magical world that's different from their own kind of story. Um, There is the the aforementioned Enchanted, which is great, mostly because Amy Adams is great. Amy Adams is perfection. It is like the movie that made Amy Adams Amy Adams. Yeah. Um, And it's just delightful about a fairy tale princess who winds up getting transported to modern day New York. Yeah. Um, She sings Birds Fly Around. It's adorable. Like, you know, I love the scene where, you know, instead of like the Snow White, all the woodland creatures help her clean. Mm-hmm. It's New York, so all the all sewer the rats, rats and pigeons help her clean. And it's like, this is horrifying. <laughs> yeah, this is deeply upsetting. Um, there's Stardust, an adaptation Aww. of a Neil Gaiman book. Um, I have not read the book. You have. I right? have, yeah. yeah. It's it's also good. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, like, I like both the book and the movie. Yeah, the movie is delightful. It has, it's mostly just a straight up fairy tale, but it has enough sort of winks and nudges towards fairy tale tropes that uh, it also feels a little more meta, than, yeah. like something like Into the Woods. But it's mostly just super cozy and delightful and it has michelle pfeiffer as the bad oh, guy yeah. and she's lovely um, she'd make a good queen barrel yeah oh she would be good yeah um there's tangled which i feel like is the disney movie that gets closest to the attitude taken by into the woods towards fairy tale structures although yeah. frozen is up there too i think yeah. a lot of modern day disney but tangled feels to me the biggest blend of like classic fairy tale feeling yeah. but also commentary on what fairy tales are like oh totally um even mm. that scene where like um, Rapunzel gets out of the tower and it's like, you know, a, a 20 second um, montage of her reactions of being oh, like, yeah. this is the best day of 
dinner. Oh my god, I can't do this. And I was just like, oh yeah, because that's what yeah. it would happen. Yeah, you, it's like you scare the little baby. You. Yeah, it's dealing very honestly with the with the the regret that would come with escaping and, as yeah. well and the anxiety. Yeah. Um, there's Big Fish, which is the Tim Burton take on a fractured fairy tale, but uh, has a very similar kind of storytelling as power and generational um, impact uh, bent to it. Um, about a character played by Ewan McGregor trying to go and find out the truth of his dad who told him a lot of tall tales about growing up. Um, it's also a lovely book and a musical as well. So if you really want the musical crossover, you can see the product, a production of Big Fish. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, um, the Charlie Kaufman movie starring Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet, which I throw on mostly because of the idea of there not being happy endings. True. Um, yeah. and, the, and, you know, you have characters who are very desperately seeking... Uh, like a simple happy ending. Yeah, and to contain their own love story. Yeah. Um, and are not really allowed to. Um, and then just because I searched on the internet for recommendations similar into the woods and Godzilla popped up, um, why not the most recent remake of the movie Godzilla? Because the internet seems to think that that's a recommendation for Into the Woods. Really? So, um, yeah. Can I add a couple of more likely recommendations? Absolutely. More uh, likely than Godzilla. I know, You right? can try. Oh, so um, <laughs> if you want a crossover between Sailor Moon and Into the Woods, there's uh, Grimm's Fairy Tale Classics, which was an an- a Japanese animated show um, from, I think, the, the 80s um, that I used to love. And it was literally just little animations of um, oh, Grimm's cool. fl- classic Grimm's Fairy Tales. And like... They definitely angled into the creepier. Like, mm-hmm. I remember the Snow White one. They had the um, the the witch come the first time before she has the apple, and she has this corset, and she tries to like strangle Snow White with the corset. Oh, jeez, it's real creepy, um, but it's also really cute and and gentle. Like as a preschooler, I was okay watching it. Oh, cool. Um, and then um, the Enchanted Forest Chronicles by oh, Patricia Reedy, yeah. um, which is very fractured fairy tale-y um, about a girl who is a princess and she doesn't want to marry a prince, so she goes off to be a dragon's princess. Um, adventure ensues, um, and it's an adorable, fun series. Mm-hmm. Um, I like both of those recommendations. Thank you. They're, I mean, they're close to Godzilla, I would say. Yeah. In relevance, if not in stature. Um, well, Godzilla is at least um, Japanese. That's originally. true. Um, so that's more of a Sailor Moon recommendation, yeah, exactly. I guess. Yeah, well, Godzilla's in there somewhere. But actually, you know what? Watch the original Godzilla, not the most recent remake, because it's not very good. It's okay. Yeah, Whatever. It's, it's underwhelming. Yeah, there you go. That is the perfect word for it. Uh, well, hey, Annie, if people uh, are overwhelmed or, by this or, podcast. Or just whelmed. Or whelmed. Normally whelmed. And they want to uh, find out more information by which to be whelmed, um, where can they find information? They can find all of the Crossover Appeal content, including the show notes, at crossoverappealpodcast.tumblr.com. Um, you can email us about reasons that Godzilla might have been an internet recommendation yeah. for Into the Woods sure. at crossoverappealpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can share your favorite power-ups um, mm-hmm. at our Facebook group um, or page, I guess, uh, Crossover Appeal Podcast. Yep. You can uh, tweet us your favorite uh, Sail- Magical Girl transformation gifts or just Sailor Moon reaction gifts because yeah, there right. are a bazillion of them Hard and they're eyes. all delightful. Yeah, right. Uh, you can tweet that at Crossover Appeal. 
Um, and most importantly, you can subscribe on iTunes and rate and review because we sure do like that. Mm-hmm. It's our favorite when yeah. people let us know. It gives us hard eyes. Oh, such hard eyes. Yeah. If you do that, then we will send you a gif of a Sailor Moon hard eyes reaction. Yeah, exactly. And, and it will be fully, fully felt. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're just going to sit here and make hard eyes at you and at each other and at everything in view for the next couple weeks until our next episode. It's going to be very exhausting. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> wow. We're not going to sleep for the no, next two weeks. That's just it. The next episode is going to be fascinating. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think we're going to wrap it up for now. Um, so thank you very much for joining us for another episode of Crossover Appeal. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. And in the meantime, this has been Crossover Appeal. I'm Walt McGough. I'm Annie Cardi. And we are reminding you to, as always, please ship responsibly.